back to Hawk Talk Podcast. This is John Hawkins. I'll be your host. And this week, I'm actually venturing a little bit uh, outside of what I would normally be talking about. Um, or I guess really just outside of the normal set group of guests that I've been having, because uh, typically I end up having guests who I work with uh, directly, um, just because it's uh, very easy to kind of sign them up to be on my podcast. So that was kind of uh, an easy slam dunk for my first month. But as we start this new month, um, we've got some new different folks coming on the show that are going to be coming in from a bunch of different areas, and um, I'm very, very excited about it. So uh, to kick off February, this first guest is a gentleman by the name of Rene D. Lambert, and we met at a conference back in September. I was, uh, I was asked to speak at a conference by the name of Bacon, so you know I pretty much said yes before I even asked what, when, or where. Uh, but so I'm going to introduce you to, to Renee, and we're going to talk a bit about blogging and uh, affiliate marketing and traveling the world on points. So with that, I'd like to introduce you to Renee. How's it going, Renee? Great, John. Thanks for having me on your podcast. It's a real uh, privilege. My pleasure. Um, you actually said that this was your first time being on a podcast. I thought that was awesome. Thank you so much. I'm glad uh, I'm glad I got to be the first. This is great. Oh, no problem. I, I really appreciate it. I've been interviewed a lot in the, in the normal press, but it's generally for uh, for print and online and things like that. So, so this is a real thrill. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I'm going to just kind of circle back a little bit, and let's just talk about Bacon for a second. So Bacon, which, like I said, uh, with a conference with the name of Bacon, uh, you're yeah. going to get people to show up. That's easy. Um, but yeah, who actually, doesn't love Bacon? Who doesn't love Bacon? Right. You know I do. Um, so Bacon actually stood for Boarding Area Conference, and Boarding Area is the name of a large travel blog, or it's, it's I mean, really, it's a collection of blogs. Um can you kind of give me a little bit of uh, your involvement with Boarding Area? Yeah, basically I am I am one of the bloggers, one of the stable of bloggers, as I like to say, at Boarding Area. We're a collection of uh, about 70 of the top travel bloggers on the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got people who are covering uh, from, for example, my my blog, DeltaPoints.com, is, is specifically targeted mostly for Delta travelers and those kind of programs that revolve around Delta Airlines. While I'm not affiliated with Delta, uh, that's what I tend to write about. And you have other ones who are general interest. You have uh, uh, some, for example, uh, who uh, uh, MJ on travel, he tends to write about, he's, he calls himself a frequent floater uh, because he's such a uh, cruise ship aficionado. So if you want to learn about cruise ships, you've got somebody there. Uh, you've got uh, other people who are in luxury travel like uh, one mile at a time, uh, Ben, and then you've got other people who are just brilliant, like like Gary, who writes View from the Wing. Uh, he's ver- a walking encyclopedia. So anything you want to know about travel, uh, you know, mommy points for family travel. It's a one-stop shop for pretty much all the experts that can share mind-boggling information about travel. Yeah, you know, I um, when I first got invited to boarding area. Uh, to the conference. I'll be honest with you, I had never heard of Boarding Area before, but I have a business partner who about six months out of the year travels the world and will work just from all over the place. He's a big fan of Thailand, and so he's he's over there quite a bit. And so I um, I reached out to him and I said, uh, his name's John also. I'm like, hey, John, um, I just got invited to this conference. Have you ever heard of a website called Boarding Area? 
Oh, man. I thought he was going to fall out of his chair. Oh, my God. They called you. Like, how come I'm not the one getting invited to that? So he was he was a little upset that it was me. But uh, since the conference was right here in my backyard in Vegas, uh, I won. Um, I, and I got to tell you, I boarding area conference was, for me, just absolutely, completely eye-opening. I knew people saved up points and traveled on points and got some perks here and there. But to the, to the level that you guys talked about and uh, just from some of the stories from the folks that I heard, I mean, it's like, this is good. I mean, it's a full-time job. I mean, you could, you can earn a decent living just kind of doing uh, what you guys do, which I found amazing. And um, so now you, as one of the bloggers on Boarding Area, I mean, is this something that you do as a full-time business? Is this your livelihood, or do you have a job, or um, how does this work for you? Yeah, well, I come out of the computer industry. I ran a computer shop for the better part of uh, 20 years, mm. and uh, for the last uh, better part of uh, three years, I've been blogging as a full-time blogger for, for a couple of years. So yeah, this is, this is my main stream of, of revenue, my main source of income. Uh, it's, uh, it helps that I've built up uh, millions and millions of views a year. And that's sort of what it takes is uh, to get to that sort of a level before uh, you know, blogging can actually be a source of living. But then also it helps of, of where I am. A boarding area is a premium travel site. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, you have a lot of people who might just throw on a Google ad or whatever and things like that, but uh, they're not going to be able to sustain themselves as a living. It takes uh, – the, the traffic we get is absolutely the, the premium people on the internet who, 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 are, who are at that level. In other words, you've got business travel professionals, people who have disposable income to travel – so we are a great draw to advertisers that way and, and can allocate our space uh, at, at a premium price over, let's say, just somebody who, who's going to a generic blog. That's great. So you're like when I was kind of tooling around your site um, right after we first met uh, back in September, um, you know, I see obviously the, the signups for the credit card offers and the this, that, the other. And I actually come from an affiliate marketing background. I did that for 10 years before I started uh, my company uh, doing yes. web development. Um, so, I mean, the the main things that you guys kind of cover or your, your main type of advertiser are credit cards um, and kind of like any kind of travel related products. Would that be a fair assessment? It is. It is. And we actually have a sort of a dual way of doing it. It's, it's a very unique platform. We have uh, at boarding area, we have uh, uh, basically impression type advertising that is space sold uh, similar to Google that, it, that, that we have placement around the blog. Mm-hmm. Then we're also independent contractors. So we, those who wish to have it will also have their own affiliate stream and affiliate channel so that you can have a dual source of income. Not everybody has it. Some people just stick with uh, the platform that Boarding Area provides. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other people decide that they want to have that additional source. And it's uh, being independent, we, we uh, were able to do that. So it's sort of the best of both worlds. 
a great company. I mean, most people uh, in the travel industry have heard of Randy Peterson, who yeah. who uh, founded and started it, and uh, amazing person to work with. Uh, uh, I, I call him a great boss, and he he says he's uh, he's just an employee working for us. But either way, it works great on both sides. Yeah, I got to hang out with Randy a bit when you guys were here in Vegas, and I mean, just absolute stand-up guy. I mean, seems like he would bend over backwards to to help any one of you guys out, which I just thought was fantastic. And you. Can Kind of actually reached out to or reached on touched on a point that I was going to ask you about the you have your website is deltapoints.com uh, but you are also you're you're kind of syndicated on um, boardingarea.com as well and they kind of bring a lot of your content up to the front they so it's a big WordPress multi-site network yes. uh, installation and so you each have your own individual blogs but then if somebody were to go to boardingarea.com you kind of get a, uh, a I don't know if it's curated or if it's literally just all of the content but you really get kind of like a global view of all of that content which is fantastic Absolutely, yeah. It's it's one of the big privileges. We we being part of boarding area gives you two great privileges. One is that uh, they are basically handling all of the tech side, so you don't have to be worried about that. We have a wonderful team, and and you know even though I could probably because of my computer background do it myself, I would much rather concentrate on the content, on marketing my yeah. site, and growing my readership and helping my readership. So I, I have that advantage of having that. And then that homepage, you're absolutely right. That's where so many people start on that homepage, or it also feeds into the boarding area, uh, Facebook and Twitter, et cetera, et cetera, feed. So uh, now we're into Flipboard. So it's it's mm -hmm. amazing how much of that traffic drives to that homepage. Uh, you will have what we call featured bloggers, which I'm one of those who's always starts at basically the top of the page and the big, big boxes, and then it feeds down during the day. Uh, you have then the rest of the blogs who may not start at the very, very top. They'll start sort of uh, one one tier below uh, and then feed on down. And then we also have uh, prior to boarding, which is a secondary site, which uh, as, as bloggers grow in their readership, they can move up to boarding area. It's a nice way to continually feed uh, fresh, new, exciting blogs that are coming online. Oh, that's neat. I like that. That seems, like I said, every time I go there, I, I'm, well, first off, every time I go to that site, I want to just start go book, uh, booking travel. Um, yes. But other than that, uh, so do you, uh, deltapoints.com, do you also, uh, do you do any sort of uh, newsletter marketing? Do you collect, do you collect people's emails and then send them like monthly newsletters or things like that? Is that something that you do? Great question. Um, basically, what boarding area handles are our subscription feed, uh, whether it's RSS or whether it's email. Mm -hmm. uh, on the on the Delta points, once a day, there's an email that goes out. You're basically getting a snippet of all the headlines from the posts that have been within the last 24 hours since that previous email. So if there's any headlines that grab uh, people's attention, either uh, in the RSS or the email, they can go ahead and click on it and go to the full site. Uh, now, I run a secondary blog called DeltaMileageRun.com, and that will go out virtually with, not instantaneously, but within a half an hour when deals come out. So that one's a little different where it'll push out the content every, every, every as soon as the deals are, are posted in live. Um, beyond that, other writing, I, I have done some additional uh, co-writing for other blogs. Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, also uh, Elliot.org or Chris Elliot, who's a, uh, a wonderful uh, consumer advocate who's part of Boarding Area uh, now, and uh, I've written uh, guest posts for him. So I've written some several guest posts for, for different areas here and there. 
Um, and, and that's pretty much the main focus that I've done is, is, is supporting other blogs, yeah. uh, within, in, within the area. That's awesome. I, you know, it's, I think there's a lot of people who kind of aspire to to be that uh, you know professional blogger, and I mean the great thing about blogging is you can literally do it from anywhere. You don't even have to be online at the time to to be writing, and especially with like smartphones now, you can. Uh, I was talking with uh, some folks today, and we were talking w- about the idea of speaking into uh, into your phone and then doing like a text to, or a speech to text type thing and then you could even send that out to a service who would uh proofread it all for you and and clean it all up so there's so many different services i think the idea behind blogging for a living is a very attractive thing and you actually get to kind of take that a ne- uh to the next level by doing something that i find just absolutely fascinating, which is traveling on points. Can you give a, a, a quick overview of like what that means at, at like the, the top level? Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there are, there are, it's amazing what points open up. Uh, it, it, the first time I started figuring out and really understanding it, it really cooked my noodle. I started uh, uh, learning from a gentleman uh, named Rick Ingersoll. Uh, he, he owned the Frugal Travel Guy website, uh, still a live and going website. He just no longer owns it. Um, but he, he really opened my eyes to this. And it, it's not free travel, but imagine it, basically imagine it this way. Uh, whether you're talking about a trip to Europe, a trip to Hawaii, Grand Cayman, you name it, with points, you're going to pay on average 20 to 30 percent of retail when it's all said and done. And that's the same whether you're traveling coach or first class. Uh, when you run the numbers, it's amazing. If you can take a trip for 20 to 30 percent of, of retail, that's a pretty good value. Now, it's going to take a little effort on your part to amass those points. Mm-hmm. But if you're willing, if you're an organized person, if you're willing to do things that most people would think are slightly weird, <laughs> uh, you can save a lot of money on travel. Um, and, and that's what I discovered. I, I have family in Sweden. Um, as I mentioned, my computer business, I, I used to run all my computer parts on a Northwest Air card. Uh, and after uh, you know paying all these uh, bills for my clients as far as getting computer parts, uh, years for years and years and years, I could scrape together enough for for a coach ticket once a year for my wife and I to go over. And then I started discovering, oh, I can go twice a year if I want. And then I started discovering, oh, I can go three times and not just in coach, but in business class, maybe one way or the other way, or or round trip and or first class even. And, and then it kind of snowballed from there. So a lot of this has to do, obviously, with uh, with loyalty programs and, and being loyal and using a specific, uh, maybe using a specific card. When I when I met you in September, uh, again, I walked away from there going, oh, my God, I got to get in on this. Um, so I immediately got back to the house and I signed up for a an American Express uh, Delta, a Delta American Express card. And mm-hmm. I signed up for a IHG which is the Hilton family of, of folks, uh, an IHG MasterCard. And when we got back, I basically told my wife, I said, that's it. I don't care what money you spend, just always spend all of your money on the IHG card. And so over the course between September and December, uh, it was right around Christmas time, I got a, a letter in the mail that um, was from IHG and said, 
congratulations. You have reached Platinum Elite status. And yep. that's the top status that they have, I guess. And um, here's your new card. And I went, oh, we're on to something here. This is right. awesome. Um, so we then, so here's my question. I've reached this level with IHG. Uh, what I d- did with my, what I asked my wife to do is, okay, now let's switch and just use nothing but the, uh, the Amex to kind of build that one up. Is that kind of a good process or... Uh, how would you go about it? Or how would you tell somebody who's just starting out to go about it? Right. A uh, great issue. One slight correction, a, a little misspoke there. The IHG is intercontinental, which is, uh, which is priority. Used to be called priority club. Yeah. Holiday Inn, I Crown Plaza. Hill. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's okay. But that's all right. There's so many, it's, it's easy to get confused with all these. So that's a great way. It's actually a good in lead to what we're talking about. Um, now a lot of this is through the different cards. Um, it's people have grown up with this conception that having, card credit cards in general is a bad thing to have Mm -hmm. um my credit score is going to be generally better than almost anyone i meet on the street i have almost a perfect credit score well over 800 i have 42 credit cards right now wow let that settle in for a minute and someone's going to say oh he's he's crazy how does he have that many well that's because every 91 days i'm applying for three to five credit cards and i do that Year after year after year after year. Now, like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 that's destroying your credit. No, again, I just mentioned my credit score, I promise you, is higher than yours. Because having credit cards doesn't hurt your credit score. Not paying them does. I never, ever pay a penny of interest. And then everybody says, well, wait a minute, what about all these fees? Well, when the annual fees come, I discover that either I, A, cancel the card, or B, I negotiate some sort of a deal. I downgrade it to a no annual fee card, throw it in a sock drawer, and then I just have that available credit should I ever want it. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of times they'll offer some sort of a deal. Now, the, the IHG card you mentioned is a wonderful example of what somebody can do with travel if they take the time to learn. Because that card, it's a $49 annual fee card, which is, gee, that's a lot of money. But it comes with a certificate for a free night at any IHG, including right. Intercontinentals. So you could literally go stay at, at the Intercontinental in Tokyo, which is you know, several hundred dollars a night. You're going to pay for years of the fee. As you said, you get that instant platinum status. Now, IHG Platinum isn't necessarily the best of all hotel chains. because, sure. uh, But even so, it's their top tier status. So you're going to get like some free drinks, free Wi-Fi, a lot of times free sweets, a lot of times the free breakfasts. It's going to provide real travel value and so that when you're going, hey, instead of just getting a normal room, you're going to get an upgrade for 40 for, you know, for a few bucks a month. It's a no brainer. I will hold that card until the day I die. Um, and my wife and I both have one, in fact. That's and awesome. we and yeah, and, and we've done things where we've gone to Europe and stayed, you know, one night on her certificate, one night in my certificate. And we saved 500 bucks in two nights just for that there. So you're a smart travel focus there. But then beyond that, as far as what cards to go with, what you do, the main thing is to focus on what your travel goals are. People should today look at what they want to accomplish and then spend or put their focus towards that direction. Uh, And that may mean only one card or it may mean a pack of cards where you're doing your spending um, and even targeted spending. For example, uh, there are certain... 
uh, like like uh, Chase Ultimate Rewards is a great product, and they have a product called Ink for businesses. They pay five times points for cell bills or uh, telephone bills. They also pay five times points for internet and things like that. Hmm. So it's one of those things you can set up auto bills, forget about it. You're getting your five points per dollar spent without even thinking about it. And then those are very flexible points down the road for you to use to whatever you want. So it just takes a bit of organization, a little bit of study, but do as much or as little as you want and focus on what your travel plans or goals. Are you okay with coach travel and don't really care about business? You know, it's not about how you get there. It's about the destination. Or you might be like me that I care almost as much about the travel uh, because as soon as I get to the airport, I'm walking into a lounge and, and let the champagne start flowing and enjoy the, enjoy the whole process uh, as much as where I'm going, then business class or first class might be worth it for you. You know, you, you just touched on something else that, uh, that brings me right back to, to a conversation I had at the conference, which was, um, one of the nice ladies, and um, I can't remember her name, darn it, um, she was explaining to me that the difference between traveling at, let's say you're going on vacation, you're going to Hawaii, and traveling coach versus traveling first class, she basically explained it to me like this. If you're traveling coach, your vacation doesn't start until you get to Hawaii. And Correct. if you're traveling in first class, you're vacation starts literally the, the the minute you walk out your front door because yeah. once you get to the airport you're taken care of you're pampered you're getting you know you're in the you're in the vip room you're, the champagne's flowing etc uh i mean that's kind of what you're that's what you're alluding to right yeah exactly that i mean i'll give you a great example uh uh last year did a lufthansa first class uh, out of chicago on a on a 747 800 a gorgeous big plane um, you know, as soon as we're, we're through security, you go to the first class lounge where they've got, you know, everything is comped really nice. Once you board the plane, the, the seat is, is immense. Uh, it's just huge. Uh, it's got privacy screens, beautiful leather seat. Um, when it comes time to, to enjoy your in-flight, you know, they start with the caviar service and, well, first a, a small palate cleanser, and then your caviar service, and then your salad, and then then I think I had a steak with with the lump crab meat, and and a gorgeous dessert and chocolate, and then when it comes time to sleep, they the uh, seat becomes a completely flat, and they bring out a mattress and make up your bed, and of course you've put on your pajamas, and uh, you know when you of land, course. They, of course you've put yeah. on your pajamas. Of course, because it's more comfortable to sleep right. in. And then, you know, and then there's breakfast if you want it. If not, you know, they meet you at the plane with a Mercedes and drive you back either to your next flight or to the first class terminal where, you know, you can take showers. It's, so you can see the point is that if you're into that kind of travel, uh, and by the way, I paid $141 for this trip that I was just telling you about. Okay. Uh, would have been like 10000 or so in cash, but I paid points and 140 something bucks. That's just, you're a genius. I don't know what it is. I, I got nothing else. You're, you're just a genius, flat out. Um, so yeah. well, There is effort in collecting the points. Like of said, course. That's why I'm saying nothing is life is free. Now, did I get all those points for free? Not necessarily. There was, there was potentially some annual fees. There was potentially some, obviously, some of my time. Uh, there may have been a lot of hoops I jumped through to, whether it's buying or, or different steps uh, or focused 
uh, uh, shopping to get those points. Mm -hmm. So those points weren't just free. So yes, it wasn't just $141. There were some other costs involved, but again, nothing like what it would have cost if I just opened up my wallet and said, here, airline, take all these thousands to experience this trip. Right. And one of those things that you do to kind of, um, push those points up, um, is something that I have heard of called a mileage run. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and it's, uh, well, up until last year, or depending on what airline, let me, let me back out. A mileage run is a, an interesting concept that most people can't quite their, wrap their heads around, flying for no other reason than collecting points. Mm-hmm. Now, years and years and years ago, there used to be so many bonuses and deals that you could literally take a trip, let's say, from here to um, Istanbul and back and collect so many points with bonuses and deals that you're virtually getting enough to get a business class trip for what you paid in coach to sit on an airplane for a day or two or three or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. In the most recent years, not as much. It's been most, most mileage runs for the last several years have been focused on earning the elite points. Now, this is something beyond what the normal traveler will do. The normal traveler, when they think of points, they think of redeemable or points you spend. Um, and you can still earn quite a few of those from American and Alaska because their programs are still distance-based programs. But Delta and United have dramatically cut their earnings, that spendable points, mm. starting the first of this year. Um, so now, but but the, the funny thing is the elite points, which is the second part of those points, the points you don't spend, they only count towards your elite status have not changed. So uh, I just took a, a mileage run. I flew out Sunday. I flew from South Bend, Detroit to Dallas, overnighted in Dallas, and then went from Dallas, Detroit to to your hometown of Las Vegas. I spent uh, several hours, went to a couple lounges, and then flew uh, red-eye up to Minneapolis, back to Dallas, back to Detroit, and then back to South Bend. So <laughs> almost two days of nonstop flying. Um, under the old program, I would have earned something like 17,000 of the redeemable points. Under this new program, I only earned something like 4,000. But again, that wasn't the point of the trip. The point of the trip was the elite miles, and I got a boatload of those. I ended up with something uh, like uh, almost 8,000 of those elite points that helps me keep my status. And why does that matter? Well, on this mileage run, even though I ended up paying almost nothing, I, I mean, I, I paid dirt cheap for the tickets, coach class, cheap tickets. I flew the whole thing in first class. So free drinks, free food, free everything uh, because I maintain my status. So that's why people do these things nowadays. They collect these elite points to be able to maintain their status, yeah. to get all the perks uh, of being an elite member with an airline. That's that's very interesting. I mean, this is obviously this isn't something somebody is going to just learn in um, in a weekend. I mean, you're gonna there's going to be a lot of uh, learning and testing and tracking. And um, you mentioned having 42 credit cards. How do you even begin to kind of keep track of like what goes on each credit card? How much are you spending? And then the um, you know, the benefits that are kind of coming up, how do you, do you have a system for kind of tracking all of that stuff? 
Well, first of all, I have a wife who's a finance manager, so so I recommend that, that highly. That's a that, good that's help. A, yeah, that's the, yeah, yeah. Find your your plus one, your wife, a husband who is a a finance major, and and you will be a much happier traveler. Uh, beyond that, my wife has also created a great little spreadsheet. Uh, I've actually got it on my blog. I don't know exactly where it is, but if they can definitely go to my blog or send me an email. I've got an ask or an a tab on there, and they can uh, shoot me a question. Uh, but it's it's a great way that that she goes through a checklist, and it doesn't take her very long. Most of the cards, again, we're not, I would say at least half of the cards we have are, for the most part, inactive. Uh, sure. Those are no annual fee cards that just sit there. Uh, we maybe use them once a year just to keep them active. But the other ones, as I mentioned before, some of them are targeted where I will plug in the credit card to, to my Sprint bill, and it just bills. So I don't have to worry about it. I know mm-hmm. I'm getting my max value without even thinking about it. Then there are different promotions, like uh, certain... Uh, uh, times of the year different. I'll, I'll be alert to when these different promotions come up, and I might focus on spend on that. Um, or I'll be trying to reach some spend levels. Like I'm obviously focused on Delta. Delta with their high-end reserve card from American Express, they have different spend levels where if you get to thirty or sixty thousand each year, you can get additional of both the spendable miles and the elite miles. So I will sometimes, at least during the beginning part of the year, just focus almost all my spend on these cards to get to those points, uh, and then it will go to the side and I will focus on others. But then when I'm also going for a new round of cards, all these cards will have minimum spends. So I will focus and drive spend towards those cards to meet the minimum spends, to get the bonus points, and then they go away unless they're offering promotions and deals, and then I will continue to sort of focus on those. Then, And then the big other question people are going to be probably, if they're listening and saying is, whoa, well, how are you meeting all these thousands and thousands of dollars of spend? Well, there are creative ways, if you have the patience, where you can actually, we call it manufacture the spending, where it doesn't cost you any almost anything. It costs you pennies on the dollar to to produce this uh, stream uh, to get the bonus points. So uh, it's interesting what you can accomplish with some creativity. That's awesome. If you, what I'll have you do is um, after this is over, uh, maybe you can send me an email with links to maybe uh, a small handful of your, uh, what you would consider the must know tidbits of information that are on your blog. Send me links to those. And what I'll do is I'll just go ahead and include them in the uh, in, in the show notes. So, uh, any, yeah, that way anybody who's listening, they kind of want to get started. Um, you know, for me, I, I really wanted to kind of keep it simple. And, uh, I think it might even have been you that I was talking about where, you, uh, at the, at the event where you had said, you know, just kind of focus on what your travel plans are and what your goals were. Yes. And so for me, I really thought I, I thought the easiest thing would be to, uh, I want to. I want to have a place to sleep when I get there. So let's get one card that focuses on the hotels, and I want to be able to get there. And so let's get one that focuses on the travel yep. itself. And so that's kind of the Perfect. the plan that I took. And um, you know, I get to travel for conferences several times a year. So so there's definitely some incentive for for kind of figuring all this stuff out. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I like your plan, too. It, it, it just that's it just to, not before they leave this topic. Yeah. You know, that's 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 one of the nice things of of that's all I was saying. If you're if you're willing to accept sort of coach class travel, um, you know, there are some people who are like, hey, you know, I don't want to have to pay for a car rental. I don't have to pay for the hotel. I mean, I don't like let's say I'm going for a ski trip. I don't mind paying for the lift tickets and my food, but I don't want to have to pay for lodging and travel. And the car. Well, if you focus on certain flexible points, you can at least knock out that part of the vacation. It's like, well, hey, now this is a manageable vacation, whereas mm-hmm. before it would have cramped my budget or, you know, we would have had to sometimes, you know, scrimp and save at home. But, you know, if we knock all those out, hey, we can sort of continue our normal lifestyle without really having an impact on our family budget. So it, it's a good focus you're doing, and it's something that folk, people should look at uh, their travel goals before they, they go which way they want to go. Well, it's kind of an interesting point there. So when you start talking about loyalty programs, and like I said, I've got one for the hotel and I've got one for the car, but I'm sorry, one for the hotel and one for the, the flights. Um, yeah. Are there other types of loyalty programs, kind of like car rentals or anything specific like that, that, that also kind of go around travel? Or do you kind of, um, or do you have like a card that's kind of, uh, kind of more open to, or a program that's kind of more open to using those points outside of those, what I would call the, the, the norm in travel. Sure. Yeah. Great question. Um, there, there are, of course, cars have their own loyalty programs as well. They are, they are not uber lucrative. They take a lot of effort to get a lot of points. Mm-hmm. And then the, even redeeming sometimes, uh, getting the value out of them can be a challenge. But having said that, a lot of these, uh, for example, uh, you know, when I write about Delta, uh, I partner, and I, in addition to writing about Delta Airlines, I also write about SPG or Starwood Preferred Guest because they combo with Delta. Uh, they have a neat little thing called crossover rewards. So every time you spend $1 with Delta as an elite, I'm earning also a star, po- star point with Starwood Preferred Guest that I could spend on a hotel. Same thing the other way. When I, when I stay at a Starwood hotel, which is Sheridan West and things like that, I'm earning a sky mile for every dollar I spend. Now, they also partner with Hertz, where you can get elite status with Hertz. Uh, so when you're renting a car, like, for example, when I walk up, I don't have to go up to the counter. Uh, I, I, I reserve the car online. I walk in. It's waiting for me. It's generally upgraded from a, a tiny little box with wheels to, like, a Suburban or something amazing. Uh, my name's up on the lights and just go grab the car. The, the, the agreement's already in there, and I drive away. Um, it, it's really, really nice. I'm earning more points that way with Hertz. And when I go to pay for it, I'm generally using a card that I can pay myself back. For example, Barclays Arrival allows you to, when you, when you charge it, you have up to 120 days to pay it back with points. So even if you didn't have quite enough to make it, mm-hmm. you could continue to charge and then still pay yourself back. Conversely, those ultimate rewards I was talking about before, you could actually prepay the card uh, with the points so that when you get there, there's there's no charge. You've already prepaid it with the points, uh, and all your elite perks still apply. So there are many different programs there. You're, you're comboing the different programs, the different perks, um, and, and, still, and then you're still earning points so that, you know, perhaps later down the road you could redeem – uh, for a, for a free rental or a free couple days of rental, man, again, just so much stuff to take in. It's awesome. This is, it's kind of like a big puzzle that you kind of got to put together. Um, so am I missing anything? I, we've kind of talked about, uh, 
talked about a whole bunch of stuff here, but am I missing yeah. anything? Anything big that I should know about? Well, well the, the thing that, uh, that most people need to kind of get from this, and a lot of people compare, compare this to extreme couponing. Sure. Um, and, it, and it really is. But, you know, at the same time, I, I can't imagine walking into a store with 10,000 coupons and spending four hours. Now, I know I, I have a good friend uh, uh, who, uh, uh, Sodo Savvy, she runs a, a coupon blog. Brilliant. She literally walks into a store and comes out with money and stuff. <laughs> it's like, how do you do that? It just cooks my noodle. Yeah. But, you know, she's, she's studying research, but I'm not willing to invest that much. I'm willing to do a little bit, but, you know, not that far. And that's the same thing with this. Uh, you know, our whole conversation, it can really sound like, whoa, this is way too much. The cool thing about this is you do as much or a little as you want. You can totally go overboard on this and have a blast if you enjoy it. Or you can dabble and just hey, say, hey, if I can reduce my travel budget by 50%, you know, that, that's 50% money I don't have to go out and earn. So, so that's the thing to take away from this is, do what you're comfortable with. Do whatever you want to reduce your travel budget um, and, and enjoy it there. Um, and as far as the other side, as far as, you know, you're the WordPress and, and the blogging side, realize that there is, you know, there's a, a lot of potential out there for blogging is definitely the future. Um, you know, it's amazing how many mainstream journalists now are bloggers and vice versa. Um, there is a lot of potential for growth that way. If this is an industry you're, you're wanting to expand in, uh, you know, definitely jump in and don't be afraid. Um, now, I may sound like, whoa, boy, it's easy. You know, you're a full-time blogger. This was easy. Well, I don't know if you know much about dyslexia. I am dyslexic and can't spell my way out of a bag. Hmm. Um, I, I've written things that my wife has proofread for me, it's, and she's just giggling behind me and she <laughs> she says did you mean to say that and i'm like no i really didn't mean to say that so uh you know you if you need to get a proofreader uh proofreader that is and uh you know dive in and have fun with it it's uh it's a great uh industry right now uh in the uh in in the in the market that is just absolutely spot on amazing information, Renee. I can't thank you enough. I'm going to ask you one more question about boarding area before I let you go. Um, sure. Let's say somebody has a travel blog. How big do you think, uh, how much readership would somebody generally want to have before they reached out to boarding area to, uh, to consider kind of hopping on, hopping on board? Huh. Terrible pun. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. That's a, that's a, no. Before they board, uh, before they pre-board, yeah. And that's and that's a great thing to do because we now have this feeder site. Um, if you just have a niche, I mean, you can be virtually brand new. You 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 just have a and a, a even a small readership, but you have a fabulous idea for something that is not being covered in the space. That's where you can come in and prior to boarding where you can have a very, very small readership uh, and reach out to Randy if he likes and likes your idea. You never know. You might find yourself there. Now, if you're already uh, an established writer uh, in the travel space and you have, you know, tens of thousands of reader or, you know, 100,000 readers uh, a month already as far as uh, I should say readers as far as page view numbers. You know, definitely reach out to to a boarding area as well and say, hey, you know, you'd like to be able to grow the blog and have more exposure. Uh, it's definitely worth 
considering that as well, uh, I, I think he would be entertained by uh, by listening to see what you have to say. That's awesome. Well, yeah. again, it was an absolute pleasure having you on here. This stuff, I find it absolutely fascinating. We could probably talk for another four hours. Maybe we should do that over drinks sometime. Um, so where can folks find you online? At deltapoints.com or just go to boardingarea.com. You're going to find me as uh, one of the bloggers there. Uh, generally, uh, uh, you're going to find a tremendous wealth of So definitely go to Boarding Area, check it out. But then while you're there, swing by Delta Points. If you're, uh, if you're into flying Delta, I can uh, maybe uh, make your travel experience just a little bit better. I'll tell you one more thing. I follow you on Twitter. You're at Delta Points, and I see a lot of uh, cool information that way. So, again, thank you. Thanks to our listeners. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can hit us up at hawktalkpodcast.com. We're on Twitter at hawktalkcast, and on Facebook and Instagram at hawktalkpodcast. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. 